welcome to another edition of Dangerous To Go Alone. I'm J-Ray, and I just had the first foot cramp I've ever had in my life. And I'm Amanda, and I was the first kid out in my third grade spelling bee when I misspelled the word country. How'd you spell it? Do you remember? I do, because here's what happened. I learned I learned a valuable lesson that day, which is why I remember it. So I was one of those like annoying smarty pants kids who always knew all the answers to all the things. Mm. And I thought I was smart, and I knew I was smart and all that stuff. So uh, when it was my turn to go, I got the word country, and I was like, easy, got this. And I spit out the answer so fast that I forgot the R, and I spelled county instead. Oh, okay. But it was just a mistake I made because I was being an asshole, and I deserved to lose. (laughs) That is fair. Um, So it's not like I didn't know how to spell it. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Well, apparently you didn't. Apparently I didn't. First kid out. Stupidest kid in all of third grade, Amanda Lenti. <laughs> yeah, that's one of those instances where people are watching and yeah. you do it and they go, ooh. Yeah, you know? yeah that's yeah. exactly what it was. Uh, so we're coming at you Monday after Wonder Woman's opening weekend. We are. That is when we're recording, but this won't this air This will come for out like week. two weeks, yeah, yeah. a week after, uh, to give people time to watch it. As we do, this will be a full spoiler kind of chit-chat, you know, not necessarily a um, a run-through of the movie per se, but, you know, just some things that we took away. We talked about the pre, uh, pre-opening weekend right. last episode. Um, and let me tell you, so what we had it at goal, right, to watch this movie Sunday morning. Yeah. Talk about it right after. And that whole thing just got thrown out the window. Yep, we watched it Friday night. Uh, then we were not going to talk about it until we recorded. But it was impossible. And we ended up talking about it all goddamn weekend. Yeah, we did. And then even at work today, knowing we were going to record tonight, someone's sending me three articles in a row. Being like, it's a quick read. They were interesting. (laughs) They were interesting. Uh, So this conversation is not super, super fresh for us, but uh, we've we've really tried our best to hold back thoughts. Yeah. So that we could drop some truth bombs here today. Yeah. Um, so... Can, can I start? I think you should start, because yeah. I'm not a woman. Okay. And I think a big part of the conversation is going to be Wonder Woman in 2017 and all that. We can totally get there, but before we do anything, I want to make a very important announcement, and I hope that you oh my God. agree when okay. I say this. Sure, yeah. Um... That we really liked this movie. For Mm. myself, I would go as far as to say that I loved this movie. I think it was a great movie. Mm. I really would. And I just want to preface this whole conversation with that because it's, you know, for the next 45 minutes, it's probably going to sound like we're shitting all over this movie. So I just want to make sure people know that we thought it was a good film. Yeah. Would you agree with that? I liked it. Yeah. I thought it was good. Yeah. I don't think I loved it. I might have. That's fair. But that being said, this is probably my favorite DC movie in this universe. Oh, for sure. Um, That's my opinion. Okay. Okay. (laughs) I mean, like, nothing else compares. Um, No, but I mean, like, you know, people people have different thoughts. I'm just saying, personally, this is the best movie of this universe. Um, It's a very good movie, better than they've done. Yep. I think it... It speaks to the potential of other movies in this universe being good now that this one did well. Fingers crossed. That Uh, would be great. But it's not without its issues. Correct. So, but please, um, 
What do you got? What do you got? Tell me, tell me, tell me your life. What's going on? Well, I'll I'll start this all by saying because Jerry, when I said I love this movie, just looked at me with a crazy face, which none of you could see, and I wish you did because it was quite comical. But the reason he looked at me with a crazy face is because the truth is we went to go see this movie at on uh, Friday night. We walked out of the movie theater. It was like midnight, maybe a little after. We're walking to the car. We don't really want to say anything because we're going to record this podcast, but we just say like our base feelings. And Jerry says. I really liked it. I thought it was a good movie or right. something like that. Right. And I say, I think I said something like, I really liked it too, but I'm also very disappointed. That's right. And I said That's it in right. like a grave tone. Yeah, you did. You did. <laughs> so now that I'm over here saying that I love it, he's looking at me like I'm nuts. Well, I mean, we're talking about it almost, well, three days away. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so it's very different than our Logan chat, for example, because right. that was fresh. Really fresh. I yeah. mean, it was a 20 minute drive and then we started recording. Right. No, I'm glad I had time to sit with this one. I think I'm I not. needed it. Oh, really? Well, I think I liked it better a couple days ago. Really? Yeah. Okay. Now that I've had time to sit with it. You like um, it less. See, I have how, the reverse problem. It's how I felt about, um, not problem. Fate of the Furious. Mm. You know, you're watching it, you're jonesed up, you're like, yeah. And then like Wednesday. I'm like, where did that come from? Yeah, you know? right. So, then you had all these complaints about it. So I'm at this place. Again, I like it a lot. Yeah, yeah. But there's, I think there's valid critiques to be made of it as just a movie. Yeah, I think so. Outside of the context of other things. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so, do, I mean, do you want to start well, with so, women's stuff? No. No. Okay. Let's I just start. want to say this. Things that we called. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay? That's a good idea. The movie starts in present day. Yep. She is recalling this story. Yep. Though technically she's not verbalizing it to anybody in particular. It's more well, of like her right. brain memory, yeah. right? That's what Jay Ray's claim also. I think there is a claim to be made for her having written it all in an email to Batman. But I don't think... I think Jay Ray's probably right. But I think... Mm. Well, I mean, we'll probably find out. So spoiler alert, at the very end, after this whole movie takes place, she starts to send... Okay. Let's rewind even more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The movie starts with a shot of a Wayne Enterprises truck. Yes, it does. Also something we called. Yes. Um, in it is a suitcase with a picture that we see in Justice League, but it's a digitized photograph. Uh, not Justice League. I keep calling it Justice League. Um, Dawn of Justice. Dawn Batman vs. Superman. That's right. Um, so we see a digitized version of this photo with Wonder Woman, mm-hmm. um, Stephen Trevor, and the other people that are end up being in this movie. Right. Um He's delivering it because he says he found the original. Right. So at the very end, after this whole movie plays out, she starts typing up an email back to him. Yeah, all we see it says, like, thanks for bringing him back to me or something like that. I think that's where it ends. You think that's all it is? Yeah. yeah. I think that's, I think I agree with you. But, but I also argument. think there's an argument to be made for right. her, in right. theory, telling the story to Batman. Right. To Bruce Wayne, rather. Yeah. So, um, so those are things, all, the whole beginning of the movie we called. Yeah. Um, so that happened. Um, that, I just wanted to get that out of the way. Yeah, please. Okay. Um, so there's that. I think it was a good way, I mean, to talk about it for a second. I actually think it was a good way to frame this movie. I think it was really effective, and I think it was a good choice. Um, rather than just have this movie, like, because if it was just a movie about World War One, which, by the way, correction to our whole conversation last week where we thought this movie took place during World War II, um, that then it would feel like it was wasn't connected to the universe, right? It needed those bookends in order to connect it to whatever we're about to see next in Justice League, and then in the movies that follow, right? 
Yes and no. Okay. Um, That's fine. I mean, she she's like in 20% of Dawn of Justice. Yeah. So if you go in having seen this previous movie, you know she's Wonder Woman. Right. And technically speaking, this doesn't really give you context in terms of when it takes place. Well, and, and let me just say also the like other the weird thing. Yeah, 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 right. And the other weird thing too is, I mean, it's after Dawn of Justice though, because right. of the photo. Because they, well, they've met. Right, and they've met, right. Um, but the other weird thing too is like the opening shot is like her walking outside of the Louvre. That's right. And then like she's in an office in the Louvre. Yeah. Does she work at, at the Louvre? Like, what is she doing? Well, it there? seems like she has like a secret office in, under the Louvre. It's so weird. Well, I'm trying to like recall... she's not French. Why? I don't know. I mean, she's not of sure, this she's world. Not, she's Greek, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> no, I. Uh, well, I imagine maybe it's like her, her, not her lair per se, but like where she does her whatever she does. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I don't know anything about Wonder Woman comics, so maybe that's canon that she works out of France, but it just seems weird, like everybody else is American. No, I mean, she works... Yeah, no, she works in America. Right. But the thing about the Justice League as a whole, though, is like like the Avengers. It's Earth's defenders. Right. It doesn't really matter where they're That's from. a good point. It's a good point. Um, so I think... I think so they're, you know, they're pulling these people from all over the place, so I feel like that's probably why she's over there. Also, because she's otherworldly, it doesn't make sense that she automatically gravitate to america sure especially if it's already established that there are heroes there well uh, obviously she first goes to europe or whatever right Right. when she comes to this world yeah so i didn't have a problem with it that's a fine problem to have i just think it's weird like why i said it there yeah i mean nothing happens there yeah to be fair she just sits at a desk then we watch an entire yeah that's what i'm saying so she could be fucking anywhere i guess that's my point why pay for that shot outside the loop because it's pretty i don't know yeah and she speaks French. Yeah, hmm. sure. Okay. Anyway. Other um, things we called? There's a couple more. That's all there. I got the chance to write down. Oh, that's fair. Um, um, so Amanda called correctly when uh, Robin Wright's character dies. Yeah. I thought the battle on the shores of Themyscira maybe took place later in the film. Takes place pretty much at the beginning, right yeah, after the first we meet 20 Chris minutes. Pines yeah, character. we're there. We're on Themyscira for 20 minutes of the movie at the beginning, give or take. Give or know. take, yeah. Which, yeah, that's what I said. Yeah. Um, then we don't go back there. Correct. Yeah. Okay. What else did we call? Sounds like you thought. More. I feel like there was more things, but uh, maybe we'll think of them as we go. Sure. Can't, I can't recall what we said on the podcast. Um, so let me say some. It's okay? Yeah. Okay. Talk. I don't want to, you know, overstep my bounds here. I think you should talk. So let me just say some good things I liked about yeah. the movie, okay? Good idea. Um, most of the characters I enjoyed. I enjoyed the bad guys. Um, Lindendorf, who was the, uh, the, what you believe is the main bad guy. Right. Right. The guy who she thinks is Ares for right. the amount of time she thinks it's Ares. Um... Doctor Poison Lady. Yeah, I thought she was great. I, I don't care like about Dr. the first Miller guy. Or something. But yeah. Well, because he um, he's just like evil. Yeah, he looks so mean. And Doctor uh, Meru here is a little bit. Mm, she get, she has like you get that sense like she's been wronged. Right. right? There's like stuff going on. There's <laughs> right, like uh, yeah. an untold complexity about her. Yeah. And she looked cool. She had this uh, ceramic pieces of her face because of what I would imagine based on. Her job is a yeah an accident. interaction yeah. with the chemicals or something. I think yeah. something she's done to herself, but I think there's an argument to be made of perhaps somebody did it to her, and that's that why she's all why cranky. she's so full of vinegar, right? 
Yeah. Vic Vinegar. She's super cranky. Yeah. <laughs> um, but she looked great. She did. It was um, super cool. And uh, so I say this with a caveat, but generally the action sequences were pretty great. Yeah, I agree. Uh, but I have some problems with some things from a technical standpoint. Sure. But overall, good stuff. Yep. What What were some things that stuck out to you before we get into the meat of the societal complexities of this movie? Yeah, I think, I mean, I think the biggest thing is I think that it was just a really compelling story. I think that, um, you know, this idea of this person off to look for Aries, like Chris Pine's character, Steve Ty. Mm-hmm. Steve Trevor. Trevor. Right. He He's wanted not to call him Steve Tyler. That's right. Um, Steve Trevor. Yeah, I think he, um, you know, rightfully so, is like the audience is with him a little bit, right? Like he thinks she's nuts, right? Yeah. When she's like, I need to get Aries or whatever. And I think as a, as a viewer, like the whole time for the movie, I didn't know if Aries was going to be real or not. Mm. And now I know now that he's real because of like wonder woman canon comic stuff but i didn't know any of that going into the movie so i didn't know if he was going to be a real person for her to fight or not like Mm. i thought there was a chance that um steve trevor was right and was like nah that bitch is crazy there's no such thing as aries Mm. um because ultimately like and they did that anyway but ultimately you can't blame all the world's wars on the god of war right you have to blame it on humanity also um, and they were able to do both, so that mm. was fine. Mm. <laughs> they blamed everybody. Right. Um, so, uh, so yeah. So I think that that's really to me really key. I just I think it was a good story. And as I said on the podcast last uh, two weeks ago, um, I that's what I really wanted out of this movie. Just like a compelling, good movie that was like told a story and it was a story that was worthwhile mm. and i think it was really worthwhile and i will segue into some women's stuff right now if please, that's cool please. um because part of what i think was so good about this movie is that it i'm gonna go back a second so this year since since the political climate that we are in in America in 2017 with Donald Trump as our president, right? Mm-hmm. I have been saying, and Jay Ray can attest to this, you know, it's really disappointing. I don't know if Hillary Clinton would have been the best president or not, but it is disappointing to me that we um, aren't having female leadership in this moment in mm-hmm. 2017 mm-hmm. because there's something distinct about a female leader that is different from a male leader, not making her better. Or but making it perhaps what we need in a certain moment in time when you need a male leader in a different moment in time. And I feel like we're in this place. And so Logan really did that as just a callback to another earlier conversation we had on this podcast. And I think Wonder Woman also really did that, showed what it means to have female leadership and to have female um, power, Mm -hmm. right? Which is different from male power. by like its very nature right so i th- and i think this movie did a really good job of that at the end of the day like this is a hero who is a woman who is really just there because of love right like she just wants to help people she um it's coming from like a very defender kind of place right, right. Def- and I, and again that's the justice league so i'm not like trying to take it you know because that's also how the justice league operates right um but I, I just think there was like a uniqueness to it that was just 
inherently feminine of what like we walked away from this movie learning about the world and about what it means to be a strong lady mm. is that is that too much you think i've gone too far no no, no. um i mean a conversation nope a film yep. with a strong female lead especially one that is kind of in the action genre was something that's been needed for a while, since 2005, at the very least, right? In yep. this uh, context of superhero films. Yep. Um, the fact that, you know, again, one of DC's Trinity is only getting one 10 years after this whole thing started um, is a long time coming. And they do a good job with that. Now, that being said, as a guy, some of what you're saying may have been lost on me in terms of that impact. Because at the end of the day, I watched that and I feel like it was a good movie. The main character happened to be a woman. Right. Um, some of the things that you're talking about, like that love comment, when Wonder Woman eventually says that toward the end when she's kind of doing her, you know, hero thing, you know, talking right. about why it's worth saving or whatever. Yeah. I thought love was kind of corny. Mm. In like not a campy way like you had mentioned before because there's some camp in this movie. Yeah. But in a way that it was like... In case you missed it, guys, love. Right, you know? right. In a way, well, was it was like, like heavy-handed. Right, like it was like yeah. poking me in the forehead with yeah. The no, I, I think erection. I could see that. That's right. totally fair. Um, so I, so I was like, and I understand though. After, after, not while I watched it, but it was like a day or so later. I was like, uh, this concept of how women lead differently mm-hmm. from a different place. So this love and this uh, motherhoodness and this. Uh, Guardianness that is more right. inherent in women in a different way than guys. Um, you know, it affects... It, I realized it later. Right. But afterwards, I was like, that's cheesy. Yo. Right. Yeah. It so, was a little cheesy. I'll um, give it to you. Um, but I think, too, like that... The So, I've got a lot of conflicting feelings about the Steve... Trevor. Trevor character. Now, then I wanted to say Taylor. Fucking, can we call him White Guy Steve? No. <laughs> White you can say Chris Pine's character at the Okay, very least, okay. Stephen okay. Trevor. Steve Trevor. Yeah, um, I walked out of that movie really hating him, and then I flip-flopped a little, and there's things I like about him and things I hate about him is sort of the like conclusion that I've come to. But I think what was really um, good about the movie is the way it... Not like it pitted them against each other, because they were obviously trying to do the same thing. Right. But there were so many moments in that movie um, where she was like, well, I'm going to do this thing. And he's like, no, 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 we can't do that thing because we have to do this thing, which is how we're going to save the thing. And she's like, she doesn't even say that he's wrong, really, in any of those moments. She's like, that's cool. That's cool. I'm going to do my thing. And it was just like these moments that sort of highlighted the difference in opinion of how we solve this problem, right? Mm -hmm. The sort of difference in these two types of leadership, because there's no doubt about um, Steve Trevor being a leader character as well. Like he's a a powerful person. He leads his own little band of merry thieves. I don't know, (laughs) whatever you want to call them, misfits, right? right? So um, to see the ways in which they disagreed and not in any way that was ever destructive or problematic, they're disagreeing. Just like the the differences in how they thought we should go about a thing, because uh-huh. um, yeah, I think it just highlighted that leadership thing that I'm talking about a little bit. Yeah, I mean the the existence of those two characters in the same movie 
makes them both necessary and problematic at the same time. Mm -hmm. Because Steve Trevor is, one, he's not, I don't think he's ever wrong in his methodology. And generally speaking, the only times he kind of went against Wonder Woman was when he would die if he did. Right, right, because he can't do what she does. Right. Or because she just had to wait five minutes. Right. So he could do this thing, and then they could do the other thing. Right, 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 right. Um, so That's true. he's coming from a place where he's experienced what she's just experiencing over the course of three days, or whatever, and um, from a place of, if I get shot in the face, I will die. Right. Right. So it's a little different um, than when she's coming in, uh, because she doesn't know. So right. to her, everything's black and white. So you could debate that she's more... The, the word naive has been used a lot for her, and I don't yeah. think it's accurate. Yeah, it's not entirely fair, but I understand. Right. Like, there's there's got to be a better word for it, but I know what she's, you're saying when you say that. Because she's lacking in the nuance of Humankind, Earth. right. Right. Um, because, as we learn earlier in the movie, uh, when she's hanging out with Steve on a boat, she's actually read a lot about humans and stuff. You right. know, she knows about uh, fleshy, lusty stuff. Yeah. Right. Um, obviously, she's very well versed in war, and presumably, she knows a lot about the that war that her people were originally part of. Right. Um, so she doesn't have the firsthand experience with humans, but she's been around, and she's read about humans, right, right and men. So yeah. it's not that she doesn't know, right? But it's that it's she sees nuance, herself yeah. differently than them, anyways. Right. So I think inherently, she already dismisses a lot of what they're saying. They're like, no, 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 you don't know. You're too close to it. Right. Let me do it. Yeah. Wonder Woman. Yeah. XOXO. <laughs> um, so, so they're really good characters, especially against each other. Yeah. Well, because it's the thing, like, and the thing that's nice about it, again, like, it's not a conflict really between them. Right. I mean, small conflicts, but like, it's not like overarching conflicts of this movie. So what's nice about it is seeing the ways in which those two things can work in tandem. Right. To have solved a problem. Right. And again, ultimately she's the more key figure in that but like if she didn't come because if she didn't come in and challenge him right they wouldn't have done things the way that they did them not to mention that she's powerful and all right, of all right. of that stuff that's obviously important she's a god and shit but like you know i think that's what was really nice about it, it was highlighting the ways in which these two people are different maybe though not necessarily 100 percent because of gender because also because of other things like being a human versus being a god and right. you know that kind of stuff um but showing how those two things work together uh-huh. to make the world a better place, right? Right. right. Um, like he was still necessary, and he made the ultimate sacrifice in the end. You know what I mean? Well, because the other thing too that's interesting about his character is because he had to have known how the world works for him to act the way he did, anyways. Right. You know, um, what do you call it? Like. Wonder Wo- so there's an instance later on toward the end of the movie where Wonder Woman has oversimplified the solution of this war, right? She believes if she kills this bad guy, this London Dorf, um, the crazy missiles that they've created will no longer Just be in use. Right. right. Um, and Steve, however, knows it's more complex than that. And it's not just one mad guy. There, he has his own army too, you yep. know? Um, so... There's instances like that where she's wrong mm-hmm. in a way that this is, and this is what kind of she's still learning, right? Like, right, she's... and that's what bummed me out a bit because mm. not for nothing. And you've said it over the weekend, but 
Wonder Woman 2 will be great. Wonder Woman 2 will be great. Right. Yeah, we'll get to that by the end yeah. of this. Um, but, but I really do think that's true. Well, so I think when people are saying that Wonder Woman didn't go far enough or whatever is because they took this rightful angle to make her just not know. Right. You know? Um, so that's why people are treat talking about her character as if she was some giant super strong baby right when she's not of course so it's just uh it, it was a weird balance that they struck in the movie and to your point in terms of they were kind of equal mm-hmm. i felt when they got to london steve took over that story a lot yeah for like a stretch yeah it wasn't until we hit the no man's land scene right where she kind of took over again right and i didn't know i don't think i liked that yeah no it should have been more about her i didn't either him reacting yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things I didn't like when it comes to women's stuff. So, yeah. first of all, uh, lots and lots and lots of chatter incessantly throughout, you know, every other scene in that movie about how beautiful she is. Super important, apparently, to everybody, everybody. Right. Men, women, everybody who meets her, right? Um, unnecessary. Cut at least half of it out. Right. It's just like all these lines that are just not needed. And that scene when they first get to London where she needs the clothes, which, right. fine, she needs the clothes... That went on way too long. Yeah. Who cares? Right. So Such three like outfits, boring that's it. There's fluff like five things, right? Of like whatever, so that we could talk about how beautiful she is. Right. right. Like I just like I don't need it. And that's all in this moment in which Steve has taken over, right? And it, it was just so perfect in that way where I was just like, Yep, some man decided this scene was really important that we needed this big thing. I don't know that. But I'm gonna I mean, we did that. find out that and you said it afterwards, and you said it in that tone that you like to say things in when you learn something immediately. Um, uh, but three dudes wrote the story. Right. One of them being Zack Snyder. Right. Um, but I had said immediately after you scowled at me and cursed the heavens that <laughs> Patty Jenkins probably did yeah. have input in the story, obviously. I'm sure. And she she's doing directed Wonder that Woman, scene. And she's right. doing Wonder Woman too, also. Which is also random so, good news. So Because obviously that's a correct stance, is that this scene is full of like... Well, but do judging women in a dress thing or whatever, but there's also there's a lot of humor in that scene. Yeah. If you walk away with it, if Amanda had described that scene to you without you ever watching it, and you walk away with it, you'd feel how she feels, and that right. is accurate. But there's some funny bits where she's in a dress and she doesn't understand why you'd want to wear a dress. Right, and she rips something right. and all that. And she makes stuff. a joke yeah. about the corset being their armor. Or yeah. Whatever, you know. Right. So her. It's just too long. It is too long. Yeah. But, but that's an editing problem. Yeah, yeah. But I don't think it is unnecessary. Sure. It. Cause that's I don't really, think it's unnecessary either, but like the the dragging out of it so that we can right. continue to look at this person looking beautiful in a number of outfits, right, right, is I mean, is the part I don't it, need because it's her only instance really to deal with real society, right. Right after that, she's thrown back into the war, and that doesn't matter, right. So in no other time in this movie are we going to get to see her do like tea and crumpets and shit like that, right. you know. Otherwise, it's just her being Wonder Woman. So the. Um, the conflict of her dealing with her surroundings now is won't wouldn't have existed if that scene didn't play out in some way like right. that, you know. Well, I also want to say too, like I I I I framed my comment as a criticism, and it is a criticism, but I also think part of me is like, well, maybe it's a little bit genius because what you're talking about is how Steve took over the movie for a hot second, and when he took over the movie for a hot second, it became this thing that was the 
like the world, right? The actual world in London, that's what would have happened, right? It's right. it's reasonable because oh, sure. this is this is London society. And it's Steve's moment because he's from London society. And I think it all plays into like, this is the man moment, right? Because right. the men run this whole thing. They've invented this fashion and now you have to wear it because right. that's how you're gonna fit in in the man society, right? right? Like, so I, I think part of me too is like, maybe it was a little genius. Mm. Maybe it's accidental genius, but either way, I, I, it's too long for me. Yeah, it just it's boring. definitely too long. Yeah. yeah. And there's a couple instances in the movie where it's too long. Uh, I told you before, too, that um, there's always a lot of times where movies falter, there's a lull between act two and three where, like, not enough is happening. Yeah. They've slowed it down so that when they bring it back up again, you know, it's really exciting. And uh, in this particular movie, I thought they really made it drag, you know? Right. Um, and I think it was literally before the, so maybe that wasn't even the second or third. Maybe it was between the first and the second. I don't know. But it's right whatever, before No yeah. Man's Land. Okay. So they're traveling and they're seeing all the sad people on the road or whatever. And there's like the idle chit chat of explaining like, this is the war. This is how it goes. I was like, that's so boring. You know? Right. Like, and I, again, maybe I'm uh, being a hypocrite. Because I said that other scene kind of needed to be there, though shorter. Yeah. Similarly, this scene's probably necessary as a. It is because it sets up the no long. man's land moment. But I, yeah, I can get behind you that maybe it's too long. Yeah, I mean, because in that scene is like so full of energy. Right. But that's like zero to sixty. Right. And that seems crazy. Yeah. Like, let me coast a bit first. You know. Right. Uh, that thing was a dead stop. It was terrible. Yeah, I mean, I didn't uh, personally. The, I mean, the movie is long, so I'm sure there's a ton of stuff that could be. Yeah cut from it but uh, personally i i never had the same feeling that you had about it dragging at any moment during it the last part oh. dragged to me for me oh also. i don't think so oh, gosh i a moment did drag for me the moment that dragged for me so we can talk about this thing is the moment um after they've saved the town after the no man's land moment they go and they save that town right and we have this like romance moment for steve and diana which yeah. honestly I'm fine with. I know I said I didn't want to see it. Yeah. In in um in the pre-chat. In in our pre-chat, and I still don't really want to see it. Um, but it's fine. I think it's fine that they have a relationship, and obviously that's canon Wonder Woman comic stuff. So that's all good and fine and dandy. But I also just, and maybe it was because of the headspace I went into that movie with, but I just wasn't feeling it. Like it just didn't get me. I read some articles this weekend and stuff where people talked about how. They were so happy in this movie that the like romance felt like it got more time than it does in a lot of other superhero movies with people, mm. men who have these partners. And, and some people were positing that that was because it was about a woman and they were gearing it more towards women audience so they could throw in this stuff that they think women like or whatever. But honestly, like I just I really didn't feel it. I didn't feel it at all. And I think especially that moment, like I, I was... I didn't like them dancing outside in the snow, but I was like fine with that. I was like, okay, because I want these people to be close and it's ultimately very important at the end of the movie that these right. people have this relationship. Um, but the moment when they go upstairs, I was like, this is just unnecessary. I didn't need to see this. I didn't need to know this. It doesn't matter if they slept together or not. I so that's what I sort of get whatever about, but it's fine. Yeah. She said, um, we're walking out of the theater to the car. And she says this thing about how she's disappointed. And I knew. My brain went right there. I was like, oh, it's this Well, because I said it in the pre-chat, right, but right. you probably would have known anyway. I would have known anyway, yeah. yeah, because you it's a very hate this thing. heteronormative, 
Derivative. Well, because yeah. I just, uh, the phrase that I want to use here, which I haven't said to you all weekend, is compulsory heterosexuality, which okay. is a phrase that gets thrown around a lot with good reason in regards to movies like this. So to me, the problem with the relationship is I don't feel like it was developed enough that made that moment feel natural to me when they did go upstairs together, right? Mm. Uh, it just didn't feel that way to me. And now, again, maybe I was in the wrong headspace and all this stuff. But um, I think movies take advantage of the fact that people assume men are interested in women and women are interested in men and go like, well, of course they get together. And right. of course they're attracted to each other because they're, they're heterosexual people. And, and that's, that's what compulsory heterosexuality is, sure. right? So it's sure. this assumption that the people that you're dealing with are interested in each other by virtue of what their genders are and that they're opposing. Right. 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 Um, and I just feel like this movie relied on that a little bit too much for mm. me watching it. Um, and by the end of the movie, I recognized why it was important for right. Diana and her development. So then I was like, okay, well, that's good because it's for her development. Just like all, you know, the reverse script in every other movie where right. friggin' Lois Lane is captured and it helps Superman develop as a human being, right? Not a human being because he's an alien, but you know. Tell me. <laughs> um, so. Uh, so that was fine. But at, at the end of the day, at first when I walked out to I was just like, that's really plot devicey. I was mm. like, that's such like a fucking plot device to be like, oh, she fell in love with this guy. And so that's what made her realize this stuff. But then I was like, later, days later, I was like, yeah, but that's every movie mm. <laughs> in the reverse, right? That like there's a guy and his girlfriend dies. And so he can go off and do whatever he does. And, you know, so. Um, Let me propose yeah, this please. to you. Also, just so you know, you are resting your arm on a drum. Oh. So every time you tap it... So sorry. There's a drum. Sorry, sound. listeners. It's okay. <laughs> okay, so, so, so. I think it's very obvious that Steve is going to fall for Diana. Yeah. Right. And I think he follows the correct path to doing it. Okay. I like think a correct and natural, normal he, movie. He wakes up from way. almost dying, right. seeing this very pretty person. I don't right. know if you heard. Very beautiful. She's very beautiful. Um, you know, uh, they get out and they go to London and he sees her do this fashion show thing. Not only that, then he sees her capability, right? Yep. She stops people from shooting him. She argues with all of his bosses who he doesn't agree with. And while he probably disagreed with it in that instance, he probably realistically... Um, was envious of her ability to just do that. Mm -hmm. um, then the scene you're talking about is after the no man's land scene, which we haven't really talked about, but it's this crazy big yeah, epic we battle. Yeah, we got to talk about it because it's the best scene in this movie. Yeah, where Wonder Woman is like Wonder Woman full on for the first time, really. Yep. Um, so I mean, he's there. Yeah. In, in, in I buy that. In another movie, she would be there. You know what I'm saying? Right. But he's there because he's the lady in this movie. Um. So when you say Diana falls in love with him, I don't think she falls in love with him. I think she's a very compassionate individual. Mm. So she loves him. Not in love. I see. But she loves him. Um, and her lack of social know-how or decorum and her uh, curiosity Absolutely. in that stuff. You know, yeah. like she said that that's not how they dance. But right. she dances with him because right. she's trying to live in this world, you know. Yep. It's part of the uh, all the empathy that she shows because what what is she saving? She's not saving her, right? She's saving these people. So what are these people like? 
Um, so in this instant of like post-battle glory and all of your your things are swollen and stuff like that or whatever, you know. Gross. Uh, uh, and That's these, so gross. Well, so I imagine. This you just made was so gross. <laughs> I'm so sorry. It's great. No, it's great. That's going to be the soundbite. Oh, man. That's Um, so gross. (laughs) No, uh, what do you call it? Uh, You know, so so they're kind of coming off of this like battle hire or whatever. And obviously he's feeling it. So I think it's not like she's like throwing him a bone. Yeah, yeah. But she's like, okay, well, well, this is my opportunity to. And I buy her curiosity for the record. Like, I think it's only fair if you lived on an island of any one gender for your whole life and suddenly met somebody of the opposing gender. That you would be curious and maybe kind of want to sleep with them just to see, you know, right. like I would. Right. I don't know. Maybe I'm just speaking for myself. Sure. But, you know, I'd be like, well, oh, I wonder what that's like. Well, because the other thing too is, so I feel like um, sex isn't a big deal for her. I agree. Right. Um, so this thing also is not necessarily a love thing. Right. You know. I just think the, I, I don't think, know. It's but that it, shot. But she's not being... Um, Malicious, or she's not using him in any no, way. No, no, no. Again, she's coming from a good place. No, I, I, I but buy your deep. I buy your right. whole premise, right? That he's in love with her in a certain way, and right. and she loves him the way that she might love any human, right? Right. Particularly him because he's a decent human. He's a right. good person. He's all these things, right? That are are worth loving. He's right. a good dude. Um. So yeah, I totally buy that premise. I just the scene it's really well, and the it's scene. hard. It's and the shot, it's all of it. Yeah. The like that like sort of you know, it's like that joke of like panning to the fireplace or whatever. Like right. I'm just like I don't need this fucking <laughs> hetero bullshit right now. Like I just can't deal with this shot. because um, it's not that I can't deal with them being together. Right. Despite having said that I didn't want that right. in my previous thing. Like I can really deal with it and I think it makes sense and it's it's good and it works. I just hated that fucking scene and it was so short it's like 15 seconds it's well, nothing so let me let me say which is why it's, not it's gonna it's gonna keep coming up sure but i think again there's just bad editing and yeah. pacing in this movie yeah uh because i agree yeah i think that scene could have been fine right what was presented to us was not yeah i agree with that you know it's not clear when that steve is not closing the door Right. I couldn't tell what side of the door he was on until the door was closed. I was like, oh, he stayed in the room. Right, right, right. What's going to happen now? But so so that was a bad shot. Um, same thing. It's like dark and we're stuck on his face the whole time. So we never see her reciprocating until they come together. Right. So it's like a surprise to us then. And then instead of the pan, because at least we'd get it. Right. It's a hard cut outside to the lone light outside. Right. Um, and the light doesn't even turn off. Yeah. That's what happens. Yeah. If they turn the light off. Because they're doing it. Right. <laughs> um, so, so I again, I think it's more of like how they put it together. And not specifically Patty Jenkins because once it's out of her hands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, there's just some uh, ebb and flow that isn't so ebby and flowy. And again, I just like, I just didn't need that. Um, again, it's like 15 seconds. So it's like annoying to squabble over. But I think it's a, an important 15 seconds. And I just didn't need it. I felt like the dancing and whatever that happened outside was way more meaningful anyway. It was. I agree. So I'm just like, why? Right. Like, why this 15 second shot that we just don't need? You know? Yeah. I mean, you're right. That could be put in as like a bad trope. Yeah. To be like, now they're connected. Right. Because Exactly. Seeing. That's my fucking problem right. no, with it. That's like, a good I'm point. just like, right, right, why? Right. And again, I don't care that they had, like, it's not about that. It's just like about the, like, 
really trying to sell it as a normal romance scene in any other normal right. movie when I'm like, that's not what's happening here. You know? Yeah, and to be fair, my explanation of her feelings for it yeah. is like the result of a weekend of thinking about it. Right. In the same way, though, that there's a lot of things that people are writing about now yeah. that really could just be overreaching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, people are sure. like, this symbolizes this, and I'm like, calm down. You need to calm down. That yeah. was because her wristlets deflect bullets. Right. <laughs> um, but it goes both ways, and not for nothing, no, no creator on this movie will answer those questions because they want you to think it's super deep or whatever right yeah of course uh yeah so it's it's bad yeah um no man's land yeah let's talk about it it was great um best scene in the movie best scene i think that's pretty inarguable um amanda treats it as a single scene i treat it as the subsequent scene after which is two back-to-back action sequences they're both really good yeah so as uh Wonder Woman and the supporting cast are walking through uh you know various war-torn areas they make it to the foxholes at no man's land which right. is a very famous battleground long-standing battleground right in world war one yeah um obviously no one can cross the field because you get shot in the face yeah so for them to traverse to this town that they need to go to they would have to kind of do the maze of trenches and then do a big walk around so their guide says it's going to take them like three days or something um, she says it's too long and she wants to kill Ares right away. So she does this cool slow-mo Zack Snyder Wonder Woman thing where she turns around and takes off her fur coat and comes back and she's got the tiara on, right? Yep, yep. The tiara on was previously Robin Wright's tiara. Yeah. After she she was yeah. myrtleized. So Wonder Woman myrtleized. <laughs> they myrtleized her. Um, so she gets up and it's all slow-mo and she's got her shield and her sword and the dudes are shooting at her and all she's doing is deflecting stuff with her wristlets and then, um, you know, eventually more people start shooting at her so she whips out the shield and then she's deflecting mortars into the ground and stuff and the Mythbusters would be like, that doesn't make sense. That's not how explosives work. doesn't matter. Awesome. Superhero. <laughs> um, and it gets to this really amazing part where someone whips out like a Gatling gun or something. Yeah. And she's able to just hold her ground and just deflect the bullets to right. the point where all the soldiers behind her realize that, hey, they she's taking move. all the fire. Right. right. So let's get up there. Um, so it's like really cool to see her behind her shield, like taking all this stuff and all the men being like, wow. Right. right? Um, and again, I know Captain America does shit like that too, so I'm not trying to make it about one thing, but that's a woman leadership power move, right? Like, mm. that's what women are going to do. They're going to go in and they're going to take it and then, you know, for, for someone else to move forward. Yeah, I mean, not to derail from this scene talk, but I got to say, the depiction of World War One and Wonder Woman is so much better than the depiction of World War Two in The first Captain, Captain America. America movie. Because they make it so bubbly. And right, and I get it, his... Or his I get it, Nazis are fun. Well, no, I mean, the, be- <laughs> the beginning of his... Um, yeah connection to the actual war is him doing that uso stuff yeah yeah and his first suit is just his uso outfit with regular pants on yep um and then eventually when he's going then he's got like a crew not too dissimilar from this Mm -hmm. but they're doing like covert operations so it really feels separated from the actual war of world war ii yeah um in a way that this didn't because this puts you at a place where world war one is happening yep and she's rallying everybody around her you know It's, it's it's really, and it was like gritty and dirty and there's bombs and people are sad in a way that like, you know, Marvel doesn't necessarily get there. It's what yeah. I've liked about them so far. It's yeah. what people criticize about DC. They're too gritty. Right. Um, but in this context of World War it One, worked. it really fit. 
Yeah. And it really gave you that sense that she was as inspiring as people were pretending she Absolutely. was. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. 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 Um, so it's great. And then they eventually they can take the foxholes and she takes advantage of that forward movement and goes straight to the town. Yeah. Uh, that they're trying to get to. And then this part This I also like. happens. Yeah. This actually... So... Um, you know, I, I have waffled back and forth on Steve in the time since, but while I was watching this movie, this scene is actually the scene that made me go like, okay, dude. Like, okay. Like, up until then, I was, like, putting probably an unnecessary amount of scrutiny against his character. Um, and in this moment, I was like, yes. Right there. Thank you. <laughs> Let's talk about faces that are made that the audience can't hear. She gave me this face that she gives me a lot when she's all like, I know I might have been a little quick to <laughs> I know it was like a little man Haiti, but it's only because I hate men. I mean, the, the, so before we jump into that scene, I just got to yeah. say for Steve's character, like, one, he's legitimately a good guy. Yeah, he from, is. From what yeah. we see. Absolutely. Right? Yep. Um, and he 100% only has the best interests for people in this war. Yep. Um, you know, he's constantly putting himself at risk to save more people and he doesn't hesitate at all. And not in a way that seems like, oh, he's, you know, here's Captain America. Jokes. Um, but in a way that, like, it really feels genuine for his character for whatever reason, you know? Yeah. Well, but this is the moment. So, where and this that is, shines to you, right? Yeah, this is really the moment where it shines to me because it's the moment where, like, again, we've seen them sort of butt heads on things and especially that scene in London that you're talking about where he's like, no, 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 this is my world, this is how we do it. Right. That All that kind of attitude he ends up having. You know, there's... It's, it's not like in question, but like I, me sitting in the movie theater was like, mm, I wonder how this is going to go. Right. You know, is he just going to be a big douchebag or is he going to realize that obviously she's more powerful than him and she needs to do this shit and he right. needs to stand to the fucking side like a man. Right. So... Um, so yeah, so it's this moment where he um, remembers, because they don't even talk about it, there's no scene of them talking about it, but where he noticed when they were fighting on the beach back in Themyscira that they did this thing with the shield. Right. So first of all, he noticed, this is like, this is all women want men in the world to do, right? He noticed and he took note of it and he used it in the future, right? Like that's, that's fucking key, right? So nobody had to tell him. He was just like, here's what it is. And it's just this moment of like, she has to take out that sniper, my my shooting guy, my, what was that called? Uh, a sniper. <laughs> Sni my, no, they didn't call him a sniper though. Uh, he's Charlie. Yeah, Charlie. Charlie couldn't do it, right? So mm -hmm. she needs to go there. So check one of like great points for Steve. Right. He knows she needs to do it. How, how am I gonna get her there? We're gonna do this thing that I saw them do back there that I know she must know how to do. Point two. Point two. And then she, he fucking, I mean, and that's the metaphor people have been talking about since, but like these dudes hold up this thing to lift her up so she can go kill this thing. And that's that instance where I feel like it could be either way. Because it could be just like, that's a great thing. Yeah. You know, it worked really well for the... It's a really cool visual. Yeah. yeah. yeah for the Amazons and it, it's going to work really well for her here. But you could go so far as to say it's symbolic of men lifting up women so that good things can happen. And I think it is symbolic. Mm. Whether or not that was intentional, well, to, it doesn't really matter. Because in um, in defense of that point of view, I mean, the shot immediately after, so we're standing in the rubble of this tower. Yeah, it was awesome. With the whole crowd clapping her. So yep. it's not like a stretch to think that. Right. Because that's the visual that we are treated to afterwards. Yep, yep. Um, 
Well, because what's interesting, so the fight scene that's in the trailer is from this scene. Yeah, yeah. So she's in a room and she's taking out a bunch of these uh, dudes or whatever and the stupid gravity-defying slide that she does that I've got a problem with. Amanda loves whatever. Okay. <laughs> Um, so there's this like I loved it. she loved it. She went on about it. You should have seen her. She was going around in her old apartment well, he trying to do it. Well, he was shitting on this fucking she had trailer. So many carpets. <laughs> okay. Anyways, um, so so I always really like it when the people who normally do the hero stuff watch a real hero do the hero stuff. Yep. So um, you got Steve, you got Charlie, you got Samir, and you oh, got yeah. Chief. Running on the I street below her. Yeah, Samir's a great Samir's character. Samir's my favorite character of those dudes. Um, and she's running on the rooftops because she can. She's jumping like yep. crazy. She's running faster. Uh, so it's interesting to see her go into a room and take out five dudes. And then it takes the four of them to take out three other dudes. You know? Right. Um, but it's this great parallel thing until we get to the square where the shield scene happens. Right. Um, and again, Charlie falters and he can't do it because he's having some like you know sh- post-traumatic stuff going on. Um Steve again and his and his dudes Chief who is like a neutral third party right um, and then Samir run to the middle of this thing to pick up this heavy shield um, to to acknowledge that Wonder Woman can do it right and let her save the day with this crazy callback so it's like Charlie's the only one who doesn't really get like a moment to shine per se yeah I don't even think later he redeems himself as no. much I guess a little bit uh, toward the end when they think they're gonna die but um, <laughs> yeah, it's like it, it's just good, and it was like a fun thing to see that you know, because at this point, it's my understanding that no superheroes have ever been in this world. Right. Wonder Woman's literally the first. Right. Um, so just like the all of the townspeople and of the soldiers who she's beating the crap out of, and the soldiers who she's defending, you right. know, it's just really like it's a nice moment. Yeah, for sure. In a way that I felt like we haven't seen that a lot. Batman never gets that recognition because he's always in the shadows. Right. And Superman is too. He's like so nice about it yeah. in a way that Diana doesn't understand it. Right. And it's the lack of understanding is what makes that feel more genuine. It makes it feel very genuine. Right. Than Superman right. being like, okay, people. Yeah, I know, know, I know. Yeah. yeah. He's like, no need, no need. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, so those two scenes together were, were really good scenes for her. Right. Um, someone had said that they felt the action scenes were too infrequent. Interesting. I disagree. Yeah. And I also made the argument, I think, on the episode where we talked about Guardians of the Galaxy, that Guardians barely had any action at all until yep. the end. Right. So it's like, that's not even a mandatory thing for these superhero movies. Right. Which is what this is. It's a right. superhero movie as opposed to an action movie. Right. Correct. So yeah. I thought it was fine. Yeah, I agree. Can we talk about these uh, side characters for a bit? Yeah, let's do it. So uh, we're earlier in the film before uh, Steve does his uh, plan to get diana to the front line he has to call in some backup right uh the woman who helps him is played by lucy davis i don't know why she's not here what's her character's name do you know oh his secretary Ida candy yeah yeah so it's uh steve's secretary yeah and it's the woman who played dawn in the british office uh, yeah. check out great scott every two weeks <laughs> um uh, but she's very funny, right? She is like Diane is doing all of the non-social things, but she loves it, right? She's yeah. eating it up, and she's like, "That's a great thing to do," and she's kind of like egging her on instead of like correcting her, which is nice, right? Right. Um, and then she's funny, and then eventually she's allowed to like kind of lead 
from the office and give them intel and stuff. And it's like a nice little moment for her to be elevated up and step out of that secretary position. Yep. Because earlier she acknowledges that it could be perceived as slave work if she weren't paid so well to do it. Right. Um, at the bar, when they're getting this crew together, we meet Samir, who they call Sammy. Yep. Um, who is this Middle Eastern dude who is well-versed in like tons of languages and you want to be an actor and he's like their con man. And by the way, Diana is so pretty. <laughs> yeah. To to be for for me to argue Samir's point of view here though, that's like his thing. Yeah. He's a confidence man. Right. So he's trying to, you know, that's what he would do. He's just using the skills that again Jeebus gave him. I buy it. And if he was the only one to say it, I'd have zero problems. Right. But again, just add it to the long list. Steve doesn't say it. Yeah. He just oogles a lot. Yeah. Um, that's that's the same thing. <laughs> uh, we're introduced to Charlie um, because a, a bar fight breaks out, and oh, she's yeah, like, "Oh, funny. well, at least he, he's good with his fist." And both of them are like, "Well, that's not Charlie," and right. he's the one getting the shit kicked out of him. Right. Um, and he's this Scottish dude who's supposed to be a very good sniper who doesn't actually snipe anybody in this damn movie. Right. Um, he's not bad, but he's damaged. Yeah. I think he's... that he's kind of there to show the toll of the war on people. Yep, I think so. Uh, and then we meet Chief who is um, this Native American dude who traveled to Europe to kind of sell, you know, desired goods to either side. You know, German beer to the Americans and American cigarettes to the Germans and that whole kind of thing, right? right? Um, But I guess they pay him to be a travel guide. And at some point, it's not like he even necessarily adopts their views. Right. But he just becomes so entangled in the group that he goes all the way to the end, which is kind of like nice because... You get this really diverse group of people. Yeah. Right? You get this brown dude. You get a Native American guy. People who have been downtrodden. They even talk about it in the movie. Both of them at separate instances about how uh, this is what they have to do. Because they don't have other options outside of a war. Right. Um, And it's just nice to see them group up with Diana because she gives them hope. Right. Right. That's exactly right. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But they're great characters. And then they have a really cool like kind of standoff at the end where they're the only good guys at this base full of bad dudes and um it's still germany right yeah i think so and um you know so diane is doing what she's doing steve's flying up in a plane about to get himself killed and the three of them are just like hunkered down behind boxes just trying to take out as many as they can to make sure that the other two people who are capable can pull off their thing right and they have this instance where they're out of ammo and you know they just totally accept that they're gonna die Right. And they just put their heads together and it's just like a, you know, we did good, guys, you know? Yep. And as a dude, that got to me. Yeah. I was like, you know, again, just every, all the heroes here are like really good people. Yep. There's no like questionable heroes. I agree. Yeah. I went on. What else? What else do you have? What else do you want to chat about? Oh, um, well, Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I got a couple more things. Yeah, yeah. I've been I'll talking a lot. I just no, I'll let you go. Okay. Uh, just I don't so, know anything else I feel like I need to say yeah. to the podcast. That's fair. Um, some ugly things. Yeah. I hate that Gal Gadot's hair was perfect all the time. Yeah. This was a problem Same. in the Thor movies because yeah. every time you see Natalie Portman, she's slow motion with beautiful hair. Yeah. Um, Gal Gadot's hair looked really cool in the Wonder Woman photo. Right. That was old. Mm-hmm. Because they obviously took it when they were filming the other movie. Right. Um, but for whatever reason, when they're faking to take the picture, she looks much nicer. She does. You know, she's barely dirty. Her hair's always fixed. That was annoying. 
Um, but Jerry, she's so beautiful. But she can be beautiful with messy hair. Also, she could just have messy hair and not be beautiful and we don't have to comment on it. No, she has to be beautiful. Oh, okay. Well, Zeus made them. Yeah. He's going to make hot chicks. Yeah. It's Zeus. That's okay. Zeus's thing, to be fair. <laughs> Zeus is just a big horn dog. Anyways. Um, the CGI fighting. Too much of it. Yeah. So, uh, there's a twist in the film where we discover the guy we all thought was Ares, or some people thought was Ares, wasn't Ares, and Ares was actually this other guy who no one necessarily suspected. Right. I, that, I, I didn't see it coming. That was a surprising twist, right? Yeah, and I, again, I didn't see it coming because I wasn't sure if Ares was going to exist at all. Oh, yeah, you mentioned that. Let me say this, though. Yeah. Is it that you didn't think he existed, or you didn't think he was involved? I didn't think he was involved. Right, because yeah. obviously he existed yeah. because of their origin. Right, right, right. right. Yeah, uh, right. Yeah. And I didn't think he was dead, like some of the people on the mascara was were saying. Just right, that's just maybe took him out. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I didn't think that. I just thought he wouldn't wouldn't show up in this movie. That's what right. I thought. Right. Right. Um, yeah, because then when he when the character when the actor who plays Ares does the full Ares getup. There's no practical effects in it. It's not a dude in armor, from what I tell, could tell. Right. It was all CGI. So yeah. then you get um, Gal Gadot fighting the CGI person, and that person isn't obligated to move like a living thing. Right. So there's like weird bends, and then there's a lot of like flying around. And that's part of the boringness with Superman fights. Yeah. Is that they kind of devolve into what buildings can I smash you into? Yep. Um, and this got really close to that. Yeah. Um, and then because of that, I just felt like it was really long. Ares was like really bombastic and like preachy because he was trying to turn Diana against him. And there was no instance where I thought she was going to. Right. Because it's Wonder Woman. Right. That's not the character you feel like, maybe they're a bad guy. Right, right. right. Um, so there's this scene where she's got a tank over Dr. Poison. Um, and we're, as an audience, we're supposed to believe there's a hint that she might drop the tank on her. Let me also just say this. I didn't think that she was going to drop the tank on her. Really. But in that moment, because I hate everybody on this planet. You wanted her to. I, I, one, I wanted her to. Right. But two, I was more sitting there being like, how is she going to explain against what Ares is saying right now? While looking at this hmm. horrible woman. You know what I mean? Like, So it was, more, it was less about... Um, that I thought she would drop the tra- tank, then I was trying to think of all the ways in which she was not going to drop the tank. Like, I was like, how how are we going to get to a, a conversation point where she convinces me she should not drop that tank? Well, you know what then, I mean? So it's because of Steve, though, in that instance. Yeah, because Steve right. is already on his way. I think he already killed himself. Yeah. Right. So, Correct. So That's what this... makes her capable of lifting the tank, well, it seems. But, and I also think that's where she gets her rationale that there's good in people. Yeah. Um, especially now knowing that Ares hasn't directly influenced them as opposed to subtly suggested things. Right. And that people took off with it. Um, so it's in this instance where she can look at this doctor and know what Steve just did and be like, "There, people are just capable of both. Right. Um, and she has to be the good one. Yeah. While Ares is the bad one to pull people to be good, you know? Yep. That's how I saw it. But, I agree. Um, uh, but yeah, so again, he's talking that whole time, and he doesn't really say anything revelatory. That bit, I guess, is kind of interesting because he's like, that's his like closing statements about why people should be killed. Right. Um, 
but it's not particularly stronger than the other 10 minutes of talking he just spent doing with stuff blowing up around him. I um, mean, it sort of is, but I know what you're saying. Um, do you, How much do you... Okay, let me answer this question for you, and then let me ask it to you anyways. Okay. Not much. How much of Captain America... Uh, Winter Soldier, do you remember? Yeah, not much. There it is. <laughs> um, what was really great about that one was that every time Cap and Bucky fought each other, it was really visceral. Yeah, um, I do remember. You know, that. it's up close. There was like a knife that kept switching hands and stuff, and then the shield. Like they were just up close, and I think that's what felt missing during this last battle. It's yeah. like a big punch, and someone flies across, and then there's like flying pieces of metal because he's a god and that's fine and they inexplicably dissipate across an invisible magic shield that I didn't know she was capable of producing because of this godlike boost of energy that she just received or whatever so there's like these just big power punches and it's like very slow and stuff and I felt like it took away the intimacy that this fight could have been giving the personal stakes at risk for her yeah, I disagree. I mean, what's great about those moments for Bucky and Cap is great because those two characters are best fucking friends, right? Hmm. So it is an intimate moment that they're having between them because they have they share an intimate relationship together. Right. Wonder Woman never met Ares, and it, she only knows him as a bad guy. Right, but she's his stepbrother. Yeah. She's He's her stepbrother. He's, yeah, but like, no, half-brother. Half-brother. Yeah. Whatever. But uh, it's it just, it's not the same. Like, she doesn't, still doesn't know him. I get it. It's her half brother, fine. But, like, that's not the same kind of intimacy as, like, your lifelong best friend, Bucky. You know? <laughs> you know I'm serious, though. Yeah, yeah, like, I'm yeah, serious. Yeah, so, yeah. And, and again, in this moment, too, like, and we, I know, we've seen her do a lot of awesome stuff up until this point. Mm. But this is the first time we've seen her lift a goddamn fucking tank. You know? Like, this is, like, you disagree? A tank specifically. Yeah. But we, again, 30 minutes before, we literally saw her flip over that machine gun truck. That's where that door came from right. for her to do the shield move. That's true. So she's not incapable of lifting heavy things. And I, just, I understand it's a tank and she's holding it and she's hanging out with a tank in the air. Um, but uh, it's not enough. Yeah, but she just gets so much more powerful in this scene because of two things. One, the like kid trapped under a car, my dead boyfriend. Right, right, right. Yeah, you know, the, love, the love thing. The love thing. And two... She learns in this moment that she's a god or part god yeah. or whatever. Right. Um, and suddenly, like, she can fucking fly and shit. So, you know. <laughs> well, so what I read about this is that the idea is that Zeus granted the Amazons immortality, not invulnerability. Right. So they'll be ageless at a certain age, but they could still die. Right. Right. So that's what she's had. And then whatever this new god thing is that she's got going on, I don't think... Um, overrides her lack of invulnerability. I think obviously she's still prone to being hurt. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but right, then she's got whatever these other extra things are. But I guess it's just like, it's why you don't like Superman. Yeah. Right? There's no, no reason for this inexplicable stuff to start happening toward the end aside from this like love blanket. Yeah, I get it, and I think it's a fair complaint, and I, I understand why you're making it, but I think that's Wonder Woman because she is Superman, and that's the point. So she should have the same moment Superman has. Even if it's a moment you and I don't like, because that's not our personal taste in fights, because we prefer the more intimate kind of well, fight, you know. And then, I'll, like I said, I'll, I'll excuse that for like the big punches and stuff, but there's still like little things that I just don't get. Why is she floating? 
Right. Why does she absorb Zeus's lightning bolt from Ares's body armor nonsense magic hoopla? Right. Why does she just disintegrate his swords when he's flying at her? You know, right. it's like I get it. Superman does a lot of bullshit things, but they all stem from the same shit. Right. You know, he's really strong. He's really fast, and he flies. Right. That covers a lot of bullshit. Right. It doesn't cover invisible orb shields and stuff. You know. Sure. Um, and again, it's just in a movie where you're dealing with super beings, the least you could do is at least adhere to those rules. We're already letting you break every other rule. Yeah. You know? Um, and it just it's just because that fight was so long and because I felt like it was really slow. Um, I mean, even Superman and Zod in Man of Steel, their last fight ended up in a room. Like right. it was in like Penn Station or Grand Central or some shit like that. But they were like face-to-face. It's why he could snap his neck, you know? Right. Um, so, like, it's not like they've never done it before, I guess, sure. is my point. Sure. Um, so, just the whole time, it feels like they're a field apart, just lobbing magic at each other. And just, you know, as the climax of the whole movie, it, to me, it wasn't, like, the best way to end it, especially after we know that this film is capable of some really good scenes. Yeah. You know? But, to your point, it's a god. Even more so than a super-powered alien. So there's some hocus-pokery that I suppose I was supposed to have accepted. Yeah, I mean, I think it's... Again, I think all of your concerns are totally valid. I'm just not worried about any of them, personally. Doesn't, I mean, none of I mean, it bothers really, me. Really, you should be desperately worried about them. <laughs> I'm surprised you're even going to be able to sleep tonight. You should keep um, <laughs> let's see. So the CGI wasn't great. Those characters were good. I already talked about Chris Pine taking over the movie for a minute that I didn't really like. I know you don't really like her costume. Yeah. And I'm here in defense of you not really liking her costume. I mean, it is her her most iconic version of Wonder Woman's self. Right. And it represents that, and maybe that's worth doing, but also it seems out of place in a movie where, like, she talks about clothes that are impractical. Well... <laughs> You know, let me say this, and it's really interesting you say that because I had a thought to like almost counter my own thoughts here. Sure. Um, but I still agree with me and you. Okay. Um, so I'm trying to look. But at the this devil's outfit. the devil's advocate. Thing. Well, essentially, so let's just assume she's from Greece, right? I mean, right. Achilles wore armor that was basically that. Yeah. To be fair. Right. I mean, maybe he had shoulder straps, but he was also running yeah, around I mean, in his underwear. Yeah, to be fair, the women in the mascara were all wearing things like that. Right. right. So if we assume that they've never advanced societally from ancient Greece, then their fighting methods and their armor and swords and all that jazz are still inspired by that time period. Um, so part of me was like, okay, I guess that's fine. Only because everybody was just like that. Right. You know, if it was only her. Right. Um, and also, too, they obviously had never seen guns before. Yep. Right, 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 right. Good so, point. So she was not equipped. So what she was wearing was different. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, podcast listeners, you can't see this, but I'm showing Amanda a picture of Wonder Woman. Yeah. I think that's a much better outfit. Yeah. Um, if you guys uh, Google it, it's from a DC cartoon called Justice League War. I believe it takes place in the uh, New 52 universe or whatever, but basically she's wearing still a one-piece leotard thing. Yeah. Um, but you know, it covers her neck. Right. She doesn't she's got have boots past her knees. Bosoms. Right. She looks like she's mostly armored except for her thigh area. Right. And to be fair, Robin. When well, she often wants less the mobility clothed. there, right. or whatever, right. that makes sense. I think it's but reasonable. I was hoping that would have been a way they went. Right. Without so something much like scale, that. Right. 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 Right.
Because even by the end of that movie, she's barely bleeding. And yeah, right. Like, so it doesn't explain it. So, end of the day. It was a good movie. I agree. The best DC Universe movie, um, with the exception of Lego Batman. Which is not Since in the same the Dark universe. Knight. Since Nolan's Batman. Yeah, that's what Amanda says. They're you think di- this was better than Nolan's Batman? Is that no, what you're saying? No, but I'm saying it's like... It's almost apples and oranges, even though it's the same characters we're talking about. Right. Um, it's like comparing Nolan's Batman to Tim Burton's Batman, you know? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm not comparing them. I'm just, I think, ultimately... In terms of, like, quality. It's in terms of thing. quality, I think Nolan's movies were better. But I'm not even... That's not even the point I'm making. I'm just saying they were at least on par with as good as this right, movie right, right, was. Right. And everything in between then and now was Has not, not really as good. Been. Right. Um, have you heard that there's guaranteed to be a Wonder Woman 2? Because yeah. I didn't read that. Okay, so that's good. And so. Patty Jenkins is directing it. Yeah, so yeah. I mean that is something to look forward to because I think a modern day Wonder Woman with the 70 plus years of experience that she should have by that movie right. is going to be... Well, honestly, that's the thing. Like, So again, Steve Tyler, Steve Trevor. Yeah. Um, Steve Trevor is like an integral part of Wonder Woman's... like canon history and like so i get it this is what this movie had to be about and because it was her origin movie or whatever and like all things when we get origin stories i'm looking forward to the next one Hmm. so i'm glad he's dead and i think if he influenced her in this way it's important and i'm glad we had him but i'm also glad we can leave him behind and move fucking forward you know what i mean so i i I think the thing about this movie is it's a really good base right they've Hmm. built a really good base to make a really great movie on top of it you know what I mean? The, the second movie, I think, should be able to surpass it because I, they've built this like solid foundation. Um, but a foundation isn't much to look at, I guess is my <laughs> right, point at the end right, of the right. day, you know? Okay, so um, you're hearing this about, this ending is about a week after everything else that you just heard. The conversation um, took a turn where Amanda and I had a strong disagreement about certain aspects of the character of Stephen Trevor. Not to be confused with the lead singer of Aerosmith, Stephen Tyler. Tyler. Um, So we stopped recording that day. Didn't record for a whole week. And now we're here to kind of give our closing thoughts and um, kind of bringing up Stephen Trevor, um, I guess, incited some interesting conversation and we weren't doing it justice that day. Right. right. <laughs> yeah. So um, we come back and you had said that you're glad Stephen Trevor died so that we can move on. Right. Um, so let me ask you, is that from a perspective of like, so Wonder Woman's not hung up on the romantic part of her story? No, it's so that like, because it's like the thing that propels her into being Wonder Woman, you mm. know? So yeah. like, it's like this... I don't know, like, it's sort of like um, Batman's parents, right? Right. Being killed. Like, it's like this, like, motivating thing for her. So, like, I'm glad that we're past that moment of, like, becoming the thing, you know? Which is, like, what a first movie is and should be and all that stuff. So I'm not trying to say that that's not what this movie should have been about. It just makes me personally more excited for the continuation. Mm. Yeah. Um, So part of what I had felt... um, during the previous recording um, was kind of like a dismissal of him 
because he's like the romantic interest and he theoretically could be holding her back because one he's the dude in the relationship and obviously throughout the whole movie he's trying to dictate what she does right so that could be perceived as like distracting um and then the merit of them kind of coexisting as these two strong people mm-hmm. um so what i wanted to bring up about that is that he had a lot of development in the movie i mm-hmm. think right um we learned some things that he has a complicated relationship with his father. We learned that he has um, conflicting feelings about like a normal life, though he is obviously fighting so that people could have that. Um, we explore how he feels about marriage and children and all that jazz. Yeah. Um, what that affords is for this romantic interest to get a story in a way that previous romantic interests in other movies don't really get so if we look at pepper potts from iron man mm-hmm. i don't know anything about her from the movies right right who are her parents what did she want to do before she right. met stark um that kind of thing so it's kind of messed up but having these roles flipped made the writers of the film give the man a backstory right so that's kind of like hopefully opening the door for women who fill this role moving forward to get the same treatment right um so yeah i mean i don't i don't know if they will you know like like you know it's like it's just that kind of thing it's like you're totally right Mm -hmm. you're absolutely right it's so nice to see in a romantic thing which again you know i don't know that she really loved him correct but um whatever in this romantic role Mm -hmm. in the plot structure or whatever um what was I saying? Oh, it's so it'd be really nice. It's just nice to see two people have that. Right, you know what I right. mean? Like them, those two people to be whole people, yeah. complete people. Right. Because it honestly, I mean, it didn't really in this movie so much, I guess. But I feel like it makes it seem a lot more realistic, right? Or mm-hmm. a lot more like actual reality. Because you know, because the secondary character in the relationship, because there's always one traditionally, right? Um, in real life, would be bringing baggage to the table, right? Of course, yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I also feel like like all of that is still there moving forward because in a way it's sort of like um, sort of like her kryptonite in a way like it's her story thing like Batman's parents or whatever like this thing that's always going to be a part of her moving forward I feel like mm-hmm. because it's going to be something that she like remembers and affects the way that she thinks about things moving forward you know right. so even though he's dead we still kind of get that that like weightiness of that you know what I mean yeah, because, so I will say that I, um, so I had to skim across what I just deleted from last week's recording. Right. Um, so I was picking up points that you and I were making. And one of the um, points is uh, him living if he didn't die, for whatever reason, however they right. would have played that out. Right. Uh, if he didn't die and him being like the potential stay-at-home man to sure. her thing. Sure. Um, and I think that also could have been an interesting dynamic. And it he'll still be dead right? by the time we get to 2017, 2018, whatever, right? Yeah. Um, and I thought that could have been interesting um, because it's different. Right. And again, I guess it's crappy and it's no guarantee. But showcasing that this is how these characters should be written right. would hopefully encourage yeah influence you know right. have an effect on yeah because uh, similarly we're going to see lois lane in 
um, the Justice League flick. Right. But we know Superman's dead. Right. So I couldn't imagine what she's going to be doing aside from pining over Superman. Right. Which is like, she's like an award-winning journalist who... Not to mention an award-winning actress. <laughs> well, and then, right, the yeah. actress should There's be something work, better to do. should be doing something better. Yeah. yeah. No, it's true. Well, so. I think the thing... I think that's true, and I, it would be cool to see, but I also don't think that, like, Wonder Woman can't have that moving forward and just have it not be him also. Like, she can get romantic interest in other movies or whatever who, who play that role and stuff for yeah. her. Yeah, because I, I guess I always wonder, and Wonder Woman is in a special place because of the time jump. Yeah. That it's easier right. to do it. Yeah. But um, the Transformers franchise, which has been very, very highly acclaimed. <laughs> um, Not seen a single one. Shia LaBeouf and Megan Fox are together in the first two, and she's just not there for the third one. Right. Um, and you could say, oh, well, they were in a relationship, and then they're not, and that's just what happens. Right. But it just doesn't, it feels weird. Because now we have to go through this experience of the new woman, like, yeah, but like James Bond has a different lady in each movie or whatever, you know. Like there's there's action heroes that like don't sure, but we're at a point the same today woman. where we know that that's what James Bond does. Right. I'm curious if we would be thinking differently if we had watched the first two James Bond movies back in the day and be like, oh, what happened to fucking Octopussy or whatever. Right. Whatever sure. His names are. But it's like, yeah, I mean, I feel like you kind of expect it from her because she's gonna live forever, right? Because she's a god or whatever, so she doesn't age and. Right. You well, know, I she's going to go through that. Sure. but um, Depending on where we see her. Right, if we right. see her in 1970, she's certainly not going to be with the same guy that she's with in 2030, you know, or right, whatever. Right. No, it's a good point. Well, like I said, I guess um, the conversation had, but previous, the deleted conversation was just kind of about like how um, him dying was just a good thing. Just right. to get him out of the way. Right. And I just think... Plot-wise, based on that whole plane scene, 100% needed to happen. Yeah, yeah. I guess I had felt... Um, well, I think more than plot-wise, because, again, it gets her to where she needs to be in that moment when she realizes everything about humanity and can fight Ares back. Because that's the thing. She didn't love him. Like, let's right, right. if like, we're arguing that... Right, that she right. didn't love him, then what she loved about him or whatever is that he made her see... Like how humanity was good and and could be good and right, could be right. a you know this 100%. thing this thing that's worth saving. So she still needed him right. as like this motivating factor for this realization in mm-hmm. order for that movie to end. So in another way, like he's kind of plot devicey. Not I mean he contributes a lot sure, of other stuff right. to the movie, but in that moment he's kind of plot devicey, which is also something we often see from the romantic counterparts in movies like this you know like it's this motivating factor like superman is able to beat whoever because of you know they've kidnapped lois lane you know so that's like his thing um so there's a there's a phrase in comic books called fridging oh yeah yeah. right and it's based off of um a girlfriend of one of the green lanterns is found to be dead in a fridge right um the story was poorly told. I never read it, but that's, this is how the whole thing's framed. Right. It's poorly told, and this woman died merely so that the Green Lantern of that comic could get this motivating thing. Yeah, right. Um, but as you said, this isn't that because he spends that because he has a bunch of other stuff, right? Doing right. this thing, and his death really is the punctuation on his message. Yeah. To her. Yeah, but uh, yeah, totally. Which is why it's like a, acceptable. Right. Right. It's like an acceptable version of that thing. But it's still that thing. Like she still needed him to be this motivating factor for her. But that's like, I mean, that's any movie, really. You well, know, because like because there's a main character. To illustrate it in a poor way, um, Maggie Gyllenhaal dying in The Dark Knight. Right. 
because Rachel Dawes does what for Bruce? Right. Um, you know, in the first movie, she's like the last remaining connection to his former self, whatever. But she offers nothing in the second movie. Right. Um, she's only there as like this promise of not having to be Batman anymore. Exactly. Which is like nothing. That could have been anything. That could have been Alfred. Right. Right. And then they offer. Maggie Gyllenhaal's character doesn't offer anything in that movie that anybody else could have who maybe right. had more story. You know? Totally. So, good that he exists. Sad that he died. But it is, to me, a sad thing. Mm-hmm. As opposed to a useless throwaway thing. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. We liked him. We had yes. good reasons to like him. Mm-hmm. And it's sad that he died. Right. Right. For sure. Okay. Podcast. Two weeks in the making. Two weeks in the making. Um, that's it, right? Yeah, that's it, man. So um, if you like what we do, visit um, patreon.com slash broken jars and uh, give us a little bit of money so we can keep uh, giving you the amazing content that you love. Visit brokenjars.xyz to check out the other shows, including High Fantasy, Dresden Files Podcast, and the Great Scott Office Podcast. Um, follow us on Tumblr that we've been on for a full year, according to an email. Every wow. Uh, d2ga.tumblr.com. Follow us on Twitter at Danger Alone Pod. Um, E3 is happening as we speak. So our next episode will be covering all of our favorite little bits and pieces of E3, and that's going to be really fun and exciting because goodness gracious knows we love our video games we do love our video games so much so that we now have a room for video games what's that room called it's called the video game room or just the game room for short (laughs) for short for short it's not like there's board games in here you know could be but there aren't right now well there's nothing in that corner let's put them right there okay done super um and as always it helps if you um Leave a little comment or a rating wherever you listen to it. Google Play Music, Apple Podcast, Stitcher, wherever. Don't matter. Um, That's it. Uh, We will check you out next time. Bye.